You're listening to a provocation from the 2013 World's Literature Festival. Writers from across the world gather to discuss the art and craft of writing. This year's salon is on the theme of ways of reading and ways of writing. Bookstores are closing, publishers file for bankruptcy, sales are falling, the world of the book is, as the rest of the world is, in crisis. The novel, however, the literary novel, is very much alive. The death of the novel as a literary genre has been announced over and over again, as often as the death of God, that both fictions simply refuse to lie down. On the contrary, like nature, they can be neglected, abused, and ignored, but they will always keep on living. Remember the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. Only a few years after the contaminated area was evacuated, nature took over. Trees sprouted on rooftops and in houses, wild pigs and deer wandered through the streets, plant life covered what seemed like civilization but was nothing but a thin layer of insignificant human strife. The novel is like that. It is not an invention, it is not a construct for French philosophers to deconstruct, it is not a middle-class amusement, it is organic. It has always been with us, even when form and structure weren't set in a concrete marketing and branding. The novel is us, and we are it. It is the story of how it all began. We, the world, the other, suffering and love, sex and death, and even the unimaginable and unimaginable. The novel is the way we think and live, how we see ourselves, how we discover ourselves. But why then is the contemporary novel such a banal and predictable affair? Why, after decades of enthusiastic experiment with form, structure, and narrative, a harvest of the modernistic movement, have we returned to the three-part novel, the kind of book in the works of Fourth Maddox Ford that everyone can write? Yes, we have flashbacks, and sometimes even flash-forwards, and yes, we become quite good at suspense and plot. But these are only superficial technicalities. The, contempor- the contemporary novel is either personal, if not downright autobiographical, journalistic, or the same old story in the same old beginning, middle, and format. Most of all, novelists seems to seem to listen to the heartbeat of time, and their work is therefore urgent. Urgent, a word that more than anything expresses the horniness of critics searching for something that explains the hick et nunc, our times, modern man, sometimes even modern woman. We novelists are in a tight spot, caught between the rock of mainstream expectations and the half place of commercialism. We are under enormous pressure from the market, our publishers, readers, booksellers, what have you, to write about matters now, to, to write about what matters now 
in an entertaining way that is not too complicated, with a bit of tension, and of course a tightly constructed plot. The prime spots in bookstores, tables, cardboard displays, the coveted building place next to the till, are crowded with ever more books to try to touch the raw nerve of life as it is now, here, and we all know it can only stay there for a very short while. After that, there's the purgatorio of the shelves, and after that, there's the backlist, the second-hand and antiques market. That we can order this, but it will take two weeks, <laughs> or even Amazon. <laughs> Publishers, booksellers, and novelists, we all seem to be aiming for the hot spot, the mainstream, the short and fast success of the top ten, the sales peak that gets us on TV, in the Sunday papers, or even on the cover of a magazine. In the 1960s, when the notably liberal Dutch Reformed Church saw church attendance drop, someone, or perhaps quite a few, came up with the idea to listen to the people. It was obvious that they didn't came for the word anymore, so what could be done to lure them back in? The solution was found in the big mass. An amalgam of long-haired youth banging the tambourine and playing guitar singing, blowing in the wind instead of Psalm 23. There was much rejoicing, and everybody was happy, and for, for a while the churches were chock full with nice young people who clapped their hands and sang to their hearts delight. But it was all short-lived. And the answer to the threat of secularization turned out to be indeed blowing in the wind. Mm -hmm. The Lord was no one's shepherd, and he made no one lie down in green pasture anymore. <laughs> the economics of supply and demand don't work when it comes to the soul, and that goes as much for religion, the story of us, the world and the other, as for the novel. Do not give, give people what they want, but instead give them what they don't expect, what they don't seem to want. Don't give them answers, but questions. Don't present them with clarity, but with ambiguity. Don't get into the craving for an insight in the here and the now, but make art. The novel used to be the mother of the narrative arts, film, theatre, even journalism. They film, theatre and journalism, drank from the source and went on, but the novel seems to have come to a standstill, and literature even seems to accept the position as a supplier of narrative commodities. Universities, governments, and the man and the woman in the street talk about arts and literature, as if literature is a sibling of the artistic family, but not a full member anymore. Mm -hmm as if literature has become an offshoot of the evolutionary tree of the arts. Now then, this is my plea. Let us be bold and daring. Let's risk it all, fame, fortune, and the company of beautiful people, and let's get back to the point where we ourselves were once shocked, surprised, and puzzled by literature. 
its boldness, its immense freedom of thought, form, structure, and narrative. Let's forget nature's laws and Aristotelian narrative rules. Let's mess with time and place and the idea of text as a unity of paragraphs and chapters within the confines of a page. Let's be free and experimental. Let's make art. We novelists have an obligation towards the novel. We are the mothers and fathers of narrative reinvention. Let's leave the well-made novel to well-behaved authors of thrillers and often autobiographical tales. Let us go, or at least try to go, where no man and no woman has gone before. Thank you.